I'm Julie Mooney, and this is Teaching Strides Season 3, Episode 5, a cross-institutional, community-engaged civic innovation course. Teaching Strides is a podcast series featuring Mount Royal University faculty members discussing some of their finest teaching practices. Teaching Strides is recorded and produced in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in Treaty 7 territory, the traditional territories of the Nitsitipi nations, which include the Sidzika, the Bigani, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge this place as the traditional lands of the Tsitsina Nation, Iarhi Nakoda Nation, and the Metis Nation Region 3. Today we speak with Professor Catherine Pearl. Dr. Catherine Pearl teaches in the Department of Marketing, Entrepreneurship, and Social Innovation at Mount Royal University. She spent nearly 20 years in industry and ran a registered charity that operated as a social enterprise. She holds a PhD in social work from the University of Calgary. Professor Pearl designs teaching and learning experiences that are interactive and experiential. Over the past two years, Professor Pearl has designed and piloted three of the nine courses that comprise MRU's minor in social innovation, facilitating social innovation, social enterprising, and civic innovation. Her recent research explores social entrepreneurship among millennials, case studies on social enterprise, and interprofessional practice and perceptions between social work and business students. Welcome to Teaching Strides, Catherine Pearl. Thank you, Julie. I'm really thrilled to be here. Tell us uh, a little bit about the context of your the teaching practice that you're going to share with us today. What is your disciplinary specialty and, and where is the course situated that you're you're going to be talking about? So today I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, civic innovation. Um, we are in the business school right now. Um, it's part of our new concentration and minor in social innovation. Over the last two years, I've been involved in designing a number of courses, three actually, uh, one of which is the civic innovation course, also referred to as Vivacity. Um, other courses that I've developed over the last two years have included social enterprising as well as facilitating social innovation. Great. And today you're, you're going to speak to us mainly about the Civic Innovation course, which has been branded as Vivacity. Right. Yeah. And so it's quite it's been quite exciting. It's been a fair bit of work to get it off the ground. About two years ago, I started designing some of these courses. And the Vivacity one in particular has been um, one that has taken a little longer to get off the ground, primarily because we decided uh, with a colleague of mine, Lena Suits, who also co-designed co it, that we wanted to expand my sort of framework from being a a multidisciplinary focus to rather multidisciplinary plus cross-institutional cross focus. And so what we were able to do over the last uh, three months, because we just launched it in January, was really uh, involve community partners, including Calgary Economic Development, Aspen Properties, as well as stakeholders from across the city. Right. And, and the wider context of this course and, and that relationship that you've built with our Calgary community partners that's all set within the context of an economic downturn here in Calgary. Um, the oil industry has has gone through some difficult times in recent years. And tell us a little bit about what that what opportunities you discovered as a result of that 
challenging time for the city. The community itself, our, our partners, became really involved in the course and the delivery of the course. Aspen Properties enabled us to basically offer the course from a downtown uh, office building that's empty. The uh, stakeholders also were involved in our classes. Uh, if we needed expertise in terms of business planning, they came. At the same time, we had Calgary Economic Development Authority um, come in and help us frame the issue that we were trying to address. And that was really looking at a at a 25% vacancy rate of downtown core office space, uh, which is moving, they expect, to the end of this year to about 30%, so a really serious issue. Um, at the same time, address this uh, what's a growing concern regarding millennial brain drain and the fact that some of our students are not necessarily finding jobs in Calgary and what does that mean to the city in the future. The other aspect was, of course, how do we look at solutions to these complex problems in terms of employment for, for millennials? What do we do to reimagine this office space? And then look at these potential solutions to this with a lens of civic innovation. How has the course been? You've piloted this course in the winter semester this year. Tell us about how it's unfolded. Yeah, it's been uh, quite the quite the journey. Um, <laughs> uh, what I've discovered is any time that we needed some expertise, some mentors, some coaches for our students, as well as myself, to be honest with you, um, people were there, um, whether it was individuals from Mount Royal themselves, other profs that had the expertise that I didn't have, um, whether it was vice presidents of banks, we needed mentors for the business plans that the students were, uh, were developing, um, as well as architects, people from the city, from City Hall that basically said, hey, we want to help you guys make this successful. So it's been quite an eye-opening experience for me in terms of the participation of having people from outside of the academic environment participating and really helping us out where we needed that support. And what does the curriculum that you've developed look like? So what are the students doing in this downtown office space um classroom. <laughs> I would say there's kind of four learning modules that uh, that it's, it's sort of built upon. One is, what is, what's the environment? What does city uh, engagement look like, civic innovation look like, and what does that mean to millennials? And so a lot of the students, frankly, had never been downtown in the daytime, anyhow. And we basically created, uh, the first piece was a Jane's Walk. We wanted the students to get a sense of what's this space look like, um, because of course, what they were going to be working on throughout the semester is some potential solutions to this brain drain, to the empty office space. Um, and so it was important that they had a context for what's happening in the downtown. A Jane's Walk is a way of trying to get a sense of the environment that we're, that we're living in and that we're, we're working in. And so what the students were asked to do was to literally pick one of seven areas in the downtown and walk through it. And they uh, took 20 pictures of, of their specific area that they were looking at and designing and discussing what, what was their learnings and what were their observations in terms of that environment. And that was foundational in terms of the assignment of that they had to work on later in the semester in terms of, is their potential prototype going to address one component or one thing that they learned from their James Walk? Mm. The second part was really looking at um, human-centered design. So now that we have a sense of what the Beltline looks like, which, what Chinatown looks like, what are the people doing in those various areas? And what do those people see as the needs for them to remain in the downtown core or to support their existence in the core, those kinds of things. So there's a fair bit of research that the students had to undertake, primary and secondary, in terms of what is going on in the core and how might they influence it uh, in a positive way. The third part, and this was the interesting one, I think, because um, this class of 18 students came from three different universities. So Ambrose, 
Heroes, Mount Royal, as well as UC. And they came from, frankly, six different disciplines. We had students that were from geography, sociology, psychology, business, PR, international development. Uh, it was quite the range. And so for, for me to ask them, okay, now we're going to be looking at a potential venture, and I'd like you to, to develop a lean canvas and a business plan, that took a lot of time. And then after that, the big show was on April 12th, and that was really taking their prototype, their idea, their business plan, and then putting legs on it. So they had to showcase what their ideas would in fact look like. And were they presenting those back to the community partners? We had a showcase on the 26th floor of the tower that we were working on. It's an empty shell. And uh, and so we had the students introduce their topics, did a bit of a pitch competition. And then on the 24th floor, which is where our class was delivered, each of the groups had taken one or two rooms that they had to basically create their solution. So it had to be a prototype that really reflected all the components that they had worked on over the semester. And can you give us an example of a problem that was identified and a prototype that was proposed as a solution to that problem? One of the main drivers of for each of the groups, actually, was how to engage millennials and, and really keep them in the city. One in particular was called Roost. And um, the individuals in this group were comprised of a number of artists. And so their idea, their prototype, was developing a 24-hour studio for kind of underground artists as opposed to um people that have graduated from ACAD or from UFC. It's those individuals that are the graffiti artists that maybe play in a space that's not so traditional. They have nowhere to go to practice their art. The uptick was uh, from all of our stakeholders, like it was very positive. And there was a lo- number of people that were saying, you know, you guys should really move with this and, and explore it. The other one that was quite interesting is called Forge. And this was a U-Brew concept aimed at keeping millennials in the city, as well as building on the agriculture that we have in Alberta. It was a collaborative you brew, which would give you an opportunity to learn how to brew beer without having to purchase all the equipment and without, I guess, the smell. Um, (laughs) So anyways, yeah. So those were two concepts that were, I think, uh, really quite powerful. And the students were really engaged in it. That's a great segue into my next question, actually, is about student engagement and student outcomes. What kind of gains in student learning did you observe in your students in this course? as a result of this format of course. I think one of the things that uh, Lena and I set up early on was we realized that these teams uh, needed to work on many aspects of their project. And to have a group of business students solely would not have worked at all. And so we did a skills inventory, um, which I created. And um, what it helped us identify is which students really should be part of what group. And so we were very specific in terms of ensuring we had a business student working with an info design student, working with a psychology student, working with someone who was very strong in research. And so I think for me, from a learning perspective, that that cross-pollinization was really one of the key positive outcomes of this course. And that really happened in spades. I think the other area that for me was quite intriguing was this this notion of meeting people from different universities, understanding that what they're studying at Ambrose is not that dissimilar from what we're learning at Mount Royal or at U of C. I think, in fact, there was probably some pretty solid friendships that also arose as a result of this course. Great. And then about your own learning as a post-secondary educator, what would you say might have been 
an influence on your own teaching practice as a result of implementing this course? The one thing I've always done in all the courses that I've designed is after every single assignment, I do an anonymous debrief, but I also do a debrief with the whole class. And I think over time, the students realize it's very safe. I don't take it personally because we're all invested in making this course the best possible. In terms of my actual learnings uh, and maybe challenge to some degree, a course like this requires a lot of interaction with the community. I think I had about 23 different people come in and mentor our students. It was powerful. It was much better than just listening to me talk about uh, a lean canvas. It was much more powerful to have the manager of social entrepreneurship for ATB come in and talk about this is how we do one and this is why it's so important. And so we really added, I think, to the richness of the course. But at the same time, it takes a lot of time to orchestrate something like that. And so advice to colleagues who might be just on the cusp of starting something similar, what might you suggest to them as they're setting out on this kind of project or a curricular initiative? You want to map out where your skills are and where you need support, and I would get on that fairly early. Sometimes these courses evolve and you really sometimes aren't 100% sure where it's going to take it. I think that's the other part is you have to be open because opportunities arise. And I think in this instance, the, the students in particular would say that they learned an awful lot because we were a little more flexible in the delivery um, and we had to kind of roll with it. When things didn't work, we had to make adjustments as we went along. Great. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us on Teaching Strides. Oh, thank you. This has been Episode 5 of Season 3 of the Teaching Strides podcast. Join us next time when we speak with Professor Trevor Day about research training in an undergraduate university. I see the light bulb go on, and it's one thing to get really high grades in courses where you you understand the material, but I see a shift take place where they start to question what's known. Thanks for listening to Teaching Strides, MRU faculty daring greatly. Subscribe to the Teaching Strides series on iTunes. Visit us at teachingstrides.ca, where you can sign up for the RSS feed and email alerts. Teaching Strides is a production of the Academic Development Centre at Mount Royal University.